So he gave me freedom to stay in the space I was in while himself maintaining freedom to establish what he felt and thought. And that kind of freedom could not have expressed love any clearer. You are listening to the Love and Freedom Podcast. Gabe and Wendy Rivera are entrepreneurs and co-owners of Ava Loren Bride, a bridal boutique in Northern Virginia that is revolutionizing the bridal industry. Wendy and Gabe are well-known and influential speakers in the bridal world. They are featured in conventions and workshops in both the United States and Europe. Much of the magic behind their business success originates right in their home through conversations like the one that they will be sharing with you today. Over the last several episodes, Gabe and Wendy have talked more specifically about love and how it affects our relationships. But perhaps you've been curious about freedom. How do love and freedom relate to each other? And how are they connected? In this episode, Gabe and Wendy discuss the concept of freedom and how it is enabled and empowered by the right kind of love. You're not going to want to miss this episode. So join in on this conversation as we discuss love and freedom. Here's Gabe and Wendy. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Love and Freedom, um, the podcast. Um, as if there's a Love and Freedom the movie, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that has but, ev- lots of episodes to the movie. Right, right. Yeah, lots of episodes. Yeah. It's an ongoing series. Yeah. Um, welcome. Welcome. And and uh, so we're going to be doing today a discussion of, we, we are, are jumping into love and freedom. We've, mm-hmm. we've more so focused on love up until this point. Um, but you kind of, I've, I've, we feel like we had to kind of set the stage for the discussion of, of freedom because the one leads into the other. Yeah. And so if you've been listening to this podcast and you've been thinking, um, it's called love and freedom, but all I hear is love. Um, you're right. We were only talking really about love, but that, um, has, is vital to the discussion of freedom. You want to tell them who we are real quick too? Yes. Should I? Just real quick. Just do that real quick. So I'm Gabe Rivera and my wife, Wendy. Hi. Yes. Hello. Which and is normally how we start. It's normally how we start. I was so about what excited we're t- about the content. I know. This is one of our going to be our favorite things to talk about. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so we're going to jump right into mm. um, the freedom side of this yeah, yeah. Um, in this connected. episode yeah. and, and how love um, affects or facilitates freedom uh, because it truly does. You, if you have love, you can have freedom. If you don't have love, then, mm. then freedom is hard to come by. And so um, it's largely going to be a contrast between love and manipulation mm-hmm. uh, and leadership and control, yeah. leading versus controlling. So um, with that, I want to... Yeah, absolutely. I think why that, don't you yeah, jump well, in? What, what I want to kind of point out too is that the manipulation and love on the outside, it can be very confusing because they can have similar... Um, uh, looks to them sometimes like when someone is trying to manipulate someone and if they're a very good manipulator they're able to act and and speak in ways that can sound very caring and loving they can sound very um 
in, interested in you and excited for who you are and wanting to help you or wanting to showing ways that they alone are seeing into certain things about you so that, you know, mm-hmm. that you feel seen and understood and cared for. Yeah. And um, there's a movie that I think kind of shows this a bit too. Uh, it's called Enough. And it starts off, um, it's with um, Jennifer Lopez, Mm -hmm. and um, it starts off where how she meets this guy. And boy, the way that they meet and the way that he's so charming and amazing at the beginning would be every girl's dream. But it's when she exerts her opinion or thoughts that are different than his that he shows signs of that's not okay. And then it progresses and it goes into a situation in the movie, of course, where he ends up becoming physically abusive as well. And then the whole the movie's really an intriguing study. So uh, if you get a chance to, to watch it. Um, but it, I think it just pointed up to me the how stark it can be that as girls, we can get we can feel like, oh, we're being swept off our feet with this guy. He's doing all these things. He's paying for everything. He's giving me everything I ever wanted. But in reality, it's almost like he's stacking up a list and what you want to be aware of is looking for the signs of what is actually love and what is manipulation and I think one of those first telltale signs is are you allowed to be free in how you think and and speak and have an opinion like being free to work together as one is different than one's opinion being the overshadowing all-encompassing thing that you you know what I mean have mm-hmm. to lose yourself mm-hmm to to come into um because i think marriage is not about it it is and and love itself it is not about um relegating your own opinion over here or letting go of it or you know relegating what's going to happen to someone else and just having no thought or opinion about it whatsoever and i think to a degree i want to say from my perspective i didn't have a full understanding at all of of the freedom that love gives. I think you helped to show me that. You helped to teach me um, what that freedom felt like and was like. You insisted that I share what I was thinking and feeling mm-hmm. when that was a new dynamic for me. I was used to uh, making sure I knew what was quote unquote right to think or do before I knew what to feel. And so yeah, I would, that was something that, that yeah, if, I, if we can spend a second on that yeah. point that in how that worked itself out in our relationship, because, um, when we, you know, with our age difference, um, yeah. there were questions that came from our families that, you know, right. of course, Absolutely. That, okay, is this what's, what's going on here? What are you guys thinking? Oh, sure. Both and, sides of parents, which we were not. <laughs> we were not uh, surprised by we knew mm-hmm. we we would look at that and go what in the world so we knew our parents would my parents and your parents yeah. would be like what are you know what do you think right yeah yeah and so you know in answering those questions or or try formulating our thoughts on those things um that was where this uh kind of presented itself in in your thinking was right. well what is right to think about yeah, this and right. so tell me tell me what 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 is we need to figure out what is the right thing to think and then we'll go from there but it was like well this isn't really an issue of like okay if there's an age difference between two people who want to spend their lives together um that's not necessarily a moral issue that has like a mm. yes or no answer black or white this is the where you should go and this is what you should do this is what you should not certain age differences would but i would think ours was right <laughs> you know we were both category. adults <laughs> 
there are. I, maybe, we, maybe I need to digress and just say, yeah, yeah. follow the law, people. But, <laughs> um, you know, we're, we were both adults. And so, right, right. you know, uh, we could make a decision of who we wanted to spend the rest yeah. of our lives with. And within that framework, uh, yeah, it, it, it's very important to know what you think. Yeah. And what you feel, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you look at the, the the whole picture of okay, well, what's the the best decision to be to be made here? Yeah. Not, but that was not that was not how you were approaching it at right. all. It right. was it was a situation of like I don't know what I feel. It was because, it was that I was afraid to acknowledge what I felt because I I wasn't sure that because um, in my <clears throat> in my thinking at the time it was like well as long as all of these boxes are checked if this person thinks it's okay and this person thinks it's okay and this is everyone is all mm-hmm, on board mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. I feel free to go ahead and acknowledge what I feel or express what I feel mm-hmm. but I felt like it was selfish and dangerous to to express what I felt before I knew what was absolutely right to do mm-hmm. and your question of how do you feel seemed it, it was it was like a little was it irrelevant in your mind it was um in a way the the yeah i think that's a good way to put it like the wrong question or an irrelevant question like i can't acknowledge i can't give any um credence to that that's something i can't trust how mm-hmm. i feel is something i can't trust mm-hmm. so i need to know what is right to think and then i will then i will tell, tell my feelings what they can do and not mm-hmm, do. Mm-hmm. And in some areas it's, it's healthy to operate that way. It's, it's your, your heart can be very, very tricky. Mm-hmm. Like it can make you think that something is very real when it's not. So I had all of these thoughts going around in my head and mm-hmm. trying to do what was right. And I think your security of coming in and saying, and not saying to me, well, boy, you're doing that in, in some sort of really weird inside out way. What is your problem? <laughs> it was more like, I totally love and respect your desire to do what is right. Yeah. Um, but we will not know how to address all of these other things if if we don't know what we feel. And right, because you know, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. We weren't necessarily saying, "Well, tell you know, let's figure out how we feel, and that's what we're going to do." It was like we're in a process of deciding what we're going to do, and mm-hmm. in order to walk through that process, we do have to know how we feel. And I bring this up because you could have very well said to me or taken advantage of me in those moments to tell me what was right to feel. Does that make sense? You could have said, "Love me." <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you could have said, uh, "You're a grown woman. Who cares what anybody else thinks? Do what you want to do." Um, and you didn't take that approach. In fact, you know, when I, when my parents had such real concerns, when I first shared with them that there, you know, we had, uh, you know, interest in each other, they told me this, you're going to have to end this right now. This, what are you thinking? This, you know, no, you have, uh, gone through college. You have your master's degree. He, you have dated and he has not. Um, and you know, you, and my, my mom had said to me in that conversation, Wendy, you don't want him to wake up one day and, and regret because he hasn't had a chance to do those other things. And that thought hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oh my goodness, I would never, never, never want him to regret a thing. He is the most amazing person. He needs to have all the things. And how could I ever be so selfish to hold him back from having all of those things? Like what in the world? So that was for me the okay, I'm ending this. Um, and so I wrote him side note, I wrote him a a 12 page letter and asked him if I could read it to him. And I, 
So called him into a room and I read it to him and because um, I wanted pages. him. Yeah. We may need to reiterate that yeah. point. Well, yeah. 12 pages. Well, you know, I wanted to be clear that this was done <coughs> and not like, I'm, you know, going to string you along and maybe whatever. No, this, this is done. Look at our ages. Mm-hmm. This is important to look at and I'm, you're great. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And so after I was finished reading that to him, he's, he just kind of nodded and he said, can I have that? And I said, yes. And I gave it to him and he said, okay. And he got up and walked out and I handily ended that. And then he got a paper and pen and decided to write me back. That part I was not expecting. Um, He wrote me back and he basically said, I, um, I, love the fact that you respect your parents and that you, you know, value what they have said. And he said, I have looked at our ages all the way through and I am okay with it. He said, um, but what I hear in this letter is your head talking and not your heart. And I want to be where your head and your heart meet. So if I have to love you from a distance, I will, but know that I still love you. And that was, um, he handily unended it, uh, because I did not know what to do with that. It was so respectful and it was not, what are you thinking? You're, you're a grown woman. Why are you letting your parents? It's none of that. He respected me for, for respecting my parents. He, um, he did not push me to change what I was saying, but he knew what he felt and what he thought. So he gave me freedom to stay in the space I was in while himself maintaining freedom to establish what he felt and thought. And that kind of freedom could not have expressed love any clearer. Does that make sense? This is why the two are linked. This is why the two are so powerful together. It's not one person trying to control the other. It's not selfishness in it. Babe, it's very similar to when that first night when you said, I think I love you, you said it with freedom in it because Mm -hmm. you didn't say it to make me say it to you. Mm -hmm. You didn't wait for a response. You didn't demand a response. You didn't look for a response. Mm -hmm. You literally said it as an independent human being. Mm -hmm leaving me with independence to be able to say it or not say it. And it didn't change the truth of what you were feeling. Mm -hmm. And I think this is key to be able to relate to each other in a beautiful independence that allows you to connect in a deeper way where it's not one pushing the other or controlling the other or pulling the other or any Mm -hmm. of those things. It's you're still challenging each other in good ways to rise to the best version of yourself, but you're free to do what's right in the relationship. And I think focus on your own responsibility in the relationship, which also brings freedom instead of your rights in the relationship, which really locks you down and imprisons you. Um, it's putting the other first, which actually frees you. And does that make sense? Like it's, it's the whole enchilada is connected. Right. And it's, if you're focused on your rights in, in any situation, but it, especially I think in a relationship, then you're focused on what the other person owes you in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm focused on what I'm entitled to mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. you, that is my right. Mm-hmm. Then I'm looking I'm more focused on what you're giving yes. and what I'm receiving mm-hmm. than what I'm giving mm-hmm. and you're receiving. Yes. And, uh, if two people are each functioning that way, yeah. 
focused on what the other is supposed to be giving to mm-hmm, them, then mm-hmm. where does the giving come from? Yeah. You know, it, it, it doesn't, it won't, the giving won't come. In fact, any, and in, in a relationship like that, in a, manip- a manipulative relationship, um, giving only comes attached to something else. Like with, well, I'm giving you mm-hmm. this because then I, I will have an upper hand. I will expect you to do something right. for me in return. Or now I have earned this much power over you because I have given you these things and mm-hmm. I can take them away the way that I gave them to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. They, that's why manipulation and love can be so difficult sometimes for people to discern on the front end. They can get blinded by things that look like giving and so they don't see these other things over here that are actually tying them down. The gifts are actually coming on top of them and they're going to be buried under them. So having a freedom in that giving and taking is key. I think that you, I have to say, living with you, you constantly, every day, operate with this independence. And I tend to go back and forth between being confused about sometimes where my dependence should be or where, you know, those things. And you keep giving me a secure place to be free. Like, what do you think? What do you feel? I think this is a constant conversation that Mm -hmm. we have. And I've gotten better at being able to know what I feel Mm -hmm. and express it because Mm -hmm. you have helped me um, feel the security of that, feel that you value um, what I think and feel. Well, I think situations. that, you know, we're, we're, you know, God's created us to be, you know, uh, in this sense and talking about thoughts and, and feelings sort of two pronged, uh, uh, in this, in this arena yeah. where, um, you know, our, our feelings mm. are, they, they sort of run out ahead mm-hmm. and they get the first impression yeah. And they're, they're taking stock of things. It's like yeah. uh, the, the mental image that comes into my mind is, is a person with their eyes closed, mm. uh, uh, moving forward or, or eyes closed or in the dark, can't see moving forward with their hand in front of them. And they can feel objects, but they, there isn't the detail mm. that you get when you have a light on or when your eyes are open. Yeah. And, and so it's sort of the hand out in front in the dark and then feeling. and then feeling around and then thought gets to weigh in on the subject when you find the light switch hmm. when when you when there's or or when there's uh, more proximity or something you you're closer to the issue so that you can see the detail mm-hmm. and that that emerges and so you can then give definition and then judge what the what your feelings felt yeah. you know what i mean it's like you can what you thought that was when you your felt initial it, impression you then know if that's right your initial impression gave you mm. f- certain information yeah basic information non-detailed mm. information yeah. and then your thought comes back and ponders and sifts through and sorts out and and highlights the things that were valid and and tosses the things that were mm-hmm. first impressions but not valid, mm. um, because there are those there are yeah. misunderstandings in our in our perceptions our our emotions yeah. our feelings can perceive the the wrong thing yeah. uh, or. So we certainly just can't rely on one or the other. We can't just sit back and think and decide I'm not going to feel. I'm not going to have a, a first impression. I'm not going to exercise instinct at all. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to wait and wait and wait and then just ponder, ponder, ponder. You know what I mean? I think that, that when I think of the contrast between controlling and leading, 
a really major part that of con- people who are controlling other people is that they don't want the person they're controlling to show emotion, to have their own emotion about something. They only want them to do and, and behave in the ways that they want them to do. And behave. I think one reason for that is because, you know, if, if the other person feels emotion, then they might feel compelled to do something. The one that's trying to manipulate might feel manipulated if well, the other I, person I think they shows absolutely, emotion. They absolutely because, project that onto them, that if the other person is showing emotion, they claim that they are trying to manipulate them. Well, because they know that... The, that that's how they a, use emotion. They use how, yeah, that's how they use emotion. Yeah, I think con- people who are controlling use emotion instead, and, and I don't mean in a positive way. They, right, they right. abuse emotion. Maybe I should put it that way. Mm-hmm. They will use it against you. So I think that makes it dangerous to ever feel or show what you feel mm-hmm. because you're like, this will be used against me. Mm-hmm. So I think it's key. If you're feeling in a relationship right now that you're not allowed to feel or that you have to hide what you're feeling, that you have to bury it, that you have to swallow it, um, why, just a word of warning that is, that means you are not in a relationship that is exhibiting the elements of love because love frees you to feel love is not afraid of what you are feeling. Love knows that that is a part of the dynamic of a relationship. I think there's an, you can have an imbalance in either direction because in some relationships, the person trying to control or manipulate doesn't want you to feel but in other uh, situations or relationships, they don't want you to think, just mm. feel. Let's oh, just go with yeah. what we feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that you can. Absolutely. There's an imbalance. Either yeah. one is an imbalance yeah. where. They don't want the details and the checks and well, balances well, on. They, well, they the don't feeling. want the whole person. That's right. And oh, that's good. If you, if you don't want both the thoughts and feelings of the, of the person that you're claiming to love or who is claiming to love you, mm-hmm. then then um, you're not really wanting or, or you're not really interested in the whole person yeah. because you need both in the relationship in order for the relationship to move forward as solidly as it should. Because if a person moves forward with half of themselves tied behind their back, their, their brain or their, their heart, um, then, then you're not really having a relationship with all of them. Mm. And, and so if you found it, if you, found your relationship based on half of a person, mm. then then when they, if they ever do get free to bring the rest of themselves into the relationship, mm-hmm. it'll totally change the dynamic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, it, and, and it may not be for the, the better. It may not function well. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know, there's one other thing, because I know this, I um, uh, have to wrap up here in just a minute, but this last thing I want to kind of jump into, uh, that was another moment of freedom for me when you came was, um, I told you when we started dating, I said, Hey, I just want to warn you. I have these gauges around my heart. And if things start going South going in any sort of direction that I don't, you know, it doesn't feel like it's uh, positive. I, those gauges turn off and I, I'm sorry that that's in place. I just need to warn you that is in place. Um, but, and you know, it's, it just needed to tell you that. And I really don't know what I was expecting you to say, but what you said, I know I definitely wasn't expecting. Um, you were like, good. You said, good. You, you keep those. They will protect you. And you will know when you don't need them anymore. And I was shocked with that answer. And I kind of was like, 
funny. I don't need them anymore. It was, I think, I, I think maybe I was expecting, or I don't know. Like, I think some, some people would be like, what are you doing, babe? I'm here now. You don't need those gauges. You know, maybe, you know what I mean? All the hurts are in the past and I'm here to be, I'm well, your see, It's attached to your heart. What you had just described those gauges, hmm. you know, that what you were describing was, was feeling, you know, it was another term, another term or terminology used for, to describe the function yeah. of emotion, yeah. that your instincts, your feelers, when yeah. they're out there, if, if something, you sense something yes. going wrong, yes. then these gauges yeah. locked down and, and it's a, it's a form of protection. And That's what right. I had been encouraging you all along what to do was to feel, Yeah. You know, what do you feel? Mm-hmm. So well, that's why I said, good. When you told me I have these gauges, I was so glad to hear you say that mm-hmm. because that meant that your heart was engaged. But see, you know this, what this, is what is, In, well, this is what's representative or, or it shows how you were valuing my own self. Like, does that make sense? Like you were not saying, I will tell you now that you don't need them. You didn't take that part of the voice right. from me. That's why the, I felt freedom is because your love was saying, this is yours. Number one, you cared most about protecting me. Mm-hmm. All right. And then two, about the fact that you valued my own ability to gauge when I needed them and when I didn't. You weren't <laughs> going to take that from me by telling me I no longer needed them. And that was huge for me. I felt freedom in that moment. And therefore, I felt immediately that that is there's true love right there. And th- the well, two are that, just linked. They are linked together. They're always, you know right. what I mean? They're present right. together. Well, and it, yeah, I think that, um, <clears throat> we're, we're safest around the, uh, how do I put this? Um, you know, um, they say that locks are, are there for, to keep honest people honest. And, uh, you know, if you're an honest person not looking to steal, then mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. you don't care if there's a lock there. Mm-hmm. If there's a lock on the door, that means you're just not supposed to, you're not allowed in. Right. And so um, the fact that you were telling me you had gauges around your heart didn't mean that, didn't mean that that was something for me to be upset about or frustrated with or impatient about. It just meant, okay, you know, I'm, I'm not interested in breaking in. Hmm. I'm not interested in stealing what doesn't belong to me. Mm. Uh, I, I, I want the gauges there because I'm not threatened by the lock on the door. It's not a, it's not there to stop me. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have to be afraid of the lock. Mm. Uh, I don't have to be afraid of the gauges because if it's right, those gauges will, you'll take those, you'll take those things away uh, uh, when you know that it's right to do. Mm. And I, I won't have to, I won't have to say a word about them. And you express in that, you express so much respect for the other person. It's something that someone who's a leader does. They respect the other person. Um, you, you believe in the other person. You, so therefore you empower the other person. The best leaders empower the people around them, the best leaders encourage the people around them, the best leaders reassure and believe in the people around them. Um, you're, you're not a leader. That's like, I'm telling you which way to go. Does that make sense? You're a leader in that you empower others to, to be more, 
to be all of who they are and to never settle for less than being all of who they are. And that's why I could not think of anything else in this world except I have to be next to him because you could, you could reach in and empower me without ever reaching in. Like you just, you, you did it with love and, and freedom, those two together. It, it absolutely impacted my understanding of life and relationship. Um, and I'm, I'm just so, 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 so thankful. I feel like I'm still learning every day. Um, Me too. because of your, your understanding of it, but I just think it's important to remember it shows respect to the other person, whereas controlling does the opposite. It doesn't value the other person. It's so disrespectful to the other person. It devalues everyone around you. It says you're worth nothing except what you do that I want you to do. And I will take because I deserve to take. It's my right to take. Mm. And it's your job to only do what I want you to do. And that mindset, the, res- the, the result in people's lives around you when you are a controller is so horribly um, robbing of their inner core of a person it it hollows people out where they walk around as a shell of a person because and they they no longer believe in their inherent value and well yeah they their their values hidden from themselves Mm. because when they don't um when they're robbed of their ability to think or feel or both then they don't even know their true value. They haven't yeah. even been able or able or allowed to experience the what their value would mean to themselves. Oh wow. You know wow. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because if they if they were to they've never maybe experienced what it's like to bring their mind and heart to bear on mm. their life and their experience. Mm. And and that is that it's is so a tragedy. Tragic. It's so tragic. That that's tragedy to see absolutely a person um, not understand how valuable they are and, and how they might affect their own experience in life positively if yeah. they own if they were only unleashed or unchained Unf- to yeah, do so. Unfettered. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I know that from absolute experience uh, from you. I, just the fact that we can do this for each other is is a, a beautiful miracle. It's such the kindest way to grow is in actual loving relationships. Mm-hmm. So I'm so super thankful. Mm-hmm. More to come on this subject. Um, I can't wait to keep diving in because this is just the tip of the iceberg, but it's a good start to kind of express to you why to us the combination of love and freedom. They're inexorably linked. And um, I love seeing the results of both. When you see love, you will see freedom. Um, and when you will see true freedom, it is because love has been present. Um, love is always primary. You have been listening to the Love and Freedom Podcast. Thank you for joining this conversation. Your feedback is important to us. Please share your thoughts and stories with us through our Facebook or Instagram. We would like to know what you think. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend and take a moment to write a good review wherever you are listening. We appreciate the time that you take to be a part of this important conversation. So join us again next time as we discuss love and freedom.